This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello guys and welcome back for another episode of Evolve by Erica the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and my goal is to bring on really aligned guests because I know you guys and you know me and we love like these deep juicy conversations and we love the solos. I've gotten so much feedback. I love you for loving the solos because I love the solos too so much And I want to make every guest episode so juicy, aligned, and worth it for you. And let me tell you, Rebecca Lee just brings it. Like she is just a picture of everything that we believe and support and honor here at Evolve. And I'm so happy that she was in New York. She lives on the West Coast. She lives in LA. She happened to be here in New York and she made time between her events and some other things that she was doing while she was here to come on the show. She's someone I've been following for a while. And originally her recipes caught my eye. There was this recipe that I'll never forget. I think it was like a cookie recipe. And it was like one of her childhood favorite cookies. And she was like, I'm just going to make it healthy. And something caught my eye about this. I'm like, I'm going to start following this girl. I love this recipe. And from there, she has evolved so much. And she talks about this in the episode of how her brand has evolved into beyond content creation and creating content around food. But these downloads that she gets and she had this spiritual awakening that she shares about in the beginning of the episode we talk a lot about content creation because I always love asking those questions to content creators that have really big platforms Um, but then we go into a really deep and spiritually aligned conversation talking about staying aligned to your truth the feminine energy and honoring it Uh, being in flow and how abundance can just come to you. And sometimes it's not all about what work and output, but really realigning and making sure that everything is aligned to your truth. So I know that you guys are going to love her. I know you're going to love the conversation and I can't wait for you to join in on it. So join in, stay right here, enjoy it. And I'll see you on the other side. Satnam. Hello everybody and welcome back. We have a guest on today who I'm so excited to introduce you to, Rebecca. I think of you as Rebecca Lee. Yes. Your Instagram name. <laughs> we connected on through social and then through Zoom. We did a session together and I'm just so excited to have you here today. Me too. Especially in person. Yeah, I know. When I got the email from you guys, I was like, wait, I'm going to be in New York. We need to do this in person together. So I'm so happy to be here. I love it. You live the West Coast life that I <laughs> often dream about. <laughs> yeah, LA is great, but I also love being in the city. Like yeah. this week has been so fun. I know. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to share a little bit about your weekends? Or yeah. Week? So... Last weekend, I hosted my first event in New York, my first Within You wellness and workshop event. That's why I'm here this week. And it was super fun. The girls were so sweet, just a great community event. And then this week has been a lot of fun seeing all of my college girlfriends, going out in the city, 
seeing a bunch of people, going on some dates. Like it's been it's been a whirlwind. It's been fun. I love it. A little yeah. bit of work, a little bit of play, yeah. all thing dates in New York. Yeah, so I know, right? <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. From people like you knew or connected with online. People I knew. Oh, cool. Yeah. Amazing. So it's been fun. That's so great. Yeah. Have you always lived on the West Coast? No. So I'm originally from Chicago. I okay. moved to LA about two and a half years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about like how this whole journey started for you? You're a holistic nutritionist, right? Yes. And you share so much more. Like that's <laughs> part of what you do. But you're like really branching out into so many different things right now, I feel. Yes, 100%. I would say my journey started around COVID time. So before that, I was always really interested in health and wellness. And I went through quite a health journey myself. But around COVID time in 2020, I was a senior in college at the University of Michigan, and I had to move back home to Chicago because there was, you know, the shutdown. So I moved back home to Chicago, and I was bored at home. I had nothing to do. So I decided to get my holistic nutritionist certification. And through that, I was like, you know what? There's this new app called TikTok. Let me start posting my healthy recipes and like wellness tips online because I was the friend that everyone would come to to like ask what should I take? What should I eat? What should I do? Da, 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 like all the wellnessy stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let me just start expressing myself online. I have nothing to do anyways. So I started doing that. And simultaneously, I was starting a corporate job. So I was actually supposed to move to New York for my corporate job. But I ended up living in Chicago for a minute, grew my socials, worked my job, realized I hated it. So 10 months in, I was like, you know what? screw it, I'm gonna quit my job and move to LA. And I've been in LA for about two and a half years now, working for myself, doing socials, nutritionist, wellness, you know, now hosting events, retreats, mindset stuff, like so much more than, yeah, just holistic nutritionist. But I guess, long story short, how it started was just by posting my healthy recipes in my parents' kitchen in Chicago. <laughs> I love it. Something so beautiful born out of like such a chaotic and crazy time. Yes. And you took, you made the most out of it. Like you could have been home bored with nothing to do and just right. like scrolling and instead you were like, I'm going to start this. I need to ask you though, like what told you to go with TikTok? I, I had a lot of resistance with TikTok for a really long time. So I want to know like what ping did you get where you were like, I'm going to share on TikTok over Instagram or wherever else? It's funny because I vividly remember this was like January of 2020, even before COVID. I was my second semester of senior year. And I remember I went to Trader Joe's one day and I filmed a TikTok. Like I had a TikTok account because everyone was talking about it. I was like, I want to see what this is. This was like my personal TikTok account at the time. And I went to Trader Joe's and I filmed just like a Trader Joe's haul video on TikTok, just like showing what I got that day. Because I was just like, oh, I don't know. I felt this like ping to do it. Nothing really happened from that video. And I think I made like two other videos after that until I moved back home. And I was like, oh, wait, this was kind of fun, like making a video. And at the time, I thought it was more of like a safer space in a sense, because I was like, oh, no one I really know is on TikTok. No one's going to find this. <laughs> I was scared. I love that. Yeah, for people to find what I was doing. I was like, is this weird? But I was like, TikTok just felt like, oh, it's not like Instagram. No one's going to see this. Wow. Oh, that's so cool because it was like the safe little space where you're like, I'm not being judged. Yes. No one's watching me. I can do whatever I want to do. And you let go of like any of that resistance. Exactly. Didn't care about outside noise and you just did what you felt. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like I was 
kind of pulled in that direction too because at the end of the day it just felt really good to express myself and to do something creative and I was just having fun with it like I would wake up in the mornings and be like what video am I going to create today and I feel like that is the biggest piece of advice I give to aspiring creators in general is just like you need to make sure you're having fun with it and that's how I started was just out of pure passion fun wow what a fun space to like create do something that I've never done before and on TikTok, like I said, I was like, oh, no one from college or high school is going to see this. Of course, people ended up finding it. Yeah. But at the time, it was like, now I didn't care. Now out of the bag. Everyone oh, knows. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I'm like, I don't care. But when you start, it can yeah. be intimidating and totally. scary to do something different. Yeah. I love that. And I think now seeing how much success you have, it makes so much sense to me that it all started with having fun. Mm-hmm. Because when we're having fun, when we're doing what we're passionate about, we give off this different energy. Totally. And people feel it. And when they come to your page, they're looking at you and they're like, she's having fun. I feel like I'm having fun. Yes. And I feel good watching this. And it's just a really good energy. That's so true. I've even noticed that throughout my years of like creating content is like, I can even go back to the posts or the times where maybe I wasn't in a good mental state or I wasn't in a great headspace and I wasn't having as fun with it and the content reflects that the way people pick up on your energy reflects that too so I find that so fascinating Mm -hmm. how do you keep it fun still how like how much content are you creating each week how do you keep it fun I want to know like all the details yes okay great question I actually earlier this year went through quite a creative rut and hitting a wall almost Mm -hmm. I would say this happened earlier this year around maybe like February time and I hit a point where I was like I'm not having fun with my content anymore I'm not feeling inspired by it so how do I expect my audience to be Mm -hmm. and I think that whole revelation happened within myself and what I realized through that experience was that I was still only posting what I started by posting with. Like I was posting the same things, doing the same things, and I was scared to post anything different. So I was like, this is why people follow me. Give us an example of what that was. Okay. So for example, I started, I would say what really grew my accounts in the beginning was like the what I eat in a days. Mm-hmm. What I eat in a days, the recipes, which I still love, don't get me wrong, but I felt so constricted and confined into that box by my own self. Mm-hmm. And I realized through that that I was like, wow, I'm growing and evolving as a person. I've been posting on, you know, socials for a few years now. And so with that comes an evolution of my content as well. And so that whole realization I had made me realize that, oh, I need to be posting different things. I need to be talking about what I find interesting, fascinating, what excites me, what makes me passionate about with where I'm at in my life now because then that will come through in my content too. So now on TikTok, I'm just kind of posting like, honestly, whatever I feel like talking about, whether that's dating advice, feminine energy, a recipe, a mindset tip, something positive, a quote I heard, something, whatever channel, whatever's channeled through me that day. I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just going to post what like I feel can help somebody on the other side of the screen. And whether that's a recipe or something totally not even related to food anymore, that's okay. And so if you are listening and you're maybe in a rut or you want to know how to keep it more fun, try new things. Don't feel like you have to stay in the same box that you might have started with. Totally. And you're capturing that multidimensionality of yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You're not just a nutritionist, although that's a huge accomplishment and holds so much space for so many people. It's like you also receive divine downloads. Exactly. And you get this information that you think could be helpful to other people and you're holding space in in-person events. And it's mm-hmm. like really tapping into the multidimensionality. And I think it's such a cool time to be alive because we're acknowledging these different aspects of ourselves mm-hmm. and how all of it can exist within one within one being and then being able to share that out whether it be on a social or with the people we love or just in our own life yeah i love that i love that you brought up the multi-dimensionality part too because i think in general we tend to put ourselves in boxes right it's totally. like oh i'm a lawyer i am a this i am a that no you're not you work as that maybe that's your profession maybe that's what you're doing but that's not who you are at your core you know what i mean and we put these labels on ourselves and then i think that restricts what we therefore think we can do and we can become absolutely i think a lot of the dms that i get on my account is like i love that you could be super spiritual but also live a quote-unquote normal Mm -hmm. life like you have a husband and you go and you shop and you (laughs) go on vacations and you have silly moments and people, it's relatable because yes. it's within all of us, like these multi-dimensions. And I remember in the beginning when I was starting my social, um, I had like my personal and mm-hmm. then I had my in Cal where I share a lot of the meditations. And so many people suggested that I keep like my personal stuff separate mm. and my meditation stuff on the in Cal account. And I was like, I'm so embodied in who I am. I'm not separating anything. Like this is all yes. of me. This is what I'm here to share. And it's all coming through and I feel like I see that in your content as well yes I love that you're so right and I think that over time it's been easier for me to kind of step into that full sense of who I am and what I am wanting to share online too but it definitely has been a journey yeah so I love that you said you're sharing whatever you're guided to like you got a ping and you're like I'm coming on to share this today okay so I get that do you also batch some content? Do you pre-record content as well? Like, is it a mix of like something that just comes through organically and then like other more thought out content ideas? I would say most of it is very organic and like on the whim. I love that. I've never been somebody who can batch content. Honestly, it's kind of my downfall. People are like, you need to have content pre you know, my podcast is one thing. Yes. I definitely have like some pre-recorded episodes and stuff, especially with guests. But with Instagram, TikTok, I have never been good about batching and like having a quote unquote strategy. That's yeah. never been my thing. <laughs> Personally, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> if it works for you, more power to you. It probably makes your life a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> and organized. Yeah, and organized. <laughs> but I am not at all like people look at me and think I'm very type A and I'm not at all like I love that yeah so for me it has to feel right in the moment it has to feel like this is what I'm wanting to share of course maybe if I come up with like a series idea Mm -hmm. like you know I'm gonna create um I'm in the process of creating like a fall recipe series like a food for thought recipe series of fall recipes you know so that I'm starting to think about but even then I'm still like what sounds good to make today I don't know It, it has to feel natural 
I cannot agree more. And every time I try to put myself in this box of like whether it's creating content or like having these pillars and what I'm going to share each week or the day of the week and what my <laughs> – it never works because it just no. doesn't – every day we're changing. So yes. my idea yesterday is a completely different idea today. Like it yes. just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a different person. That was a bad – that was a good idea then. Bad idea now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I completely agree. And yeah. I feel like when you're somebody who's just very tapped into like yourself yeah. – you know, your higher self, whatever it is that you want to believe in, like that leads to more organic kind of spur of the moment Absolutely. type of things. I love that. I want to get more into how you tap in, but I have one more question about the content situation. So do you aim to post every day to your feed? So, I mean, I would love to. I definitely don't mm-hmm. every day. Um TikTok, I've just started like a little TikTok challenge for myself. I'm like, I want to post on TikTok every day for 30 days, see what happens. So I've actually been posting on TikTok every day. And I feel like I almost have this lower barrier to entry there because I'm like, oh, I can shit post something that like there's less pressure, I guess, yes. on myself. Instagram, I don't every day, but I definitely think that if you're trying to grow and when I'm, you know, maybe getting more serious about growth mode, mm-hmm. there is benefits there are benefits to posting more often but i don't think there's like a hard and fast rule i don't think it's like you know post monday through friday at this time to do like no i feel like it also has to work for you what's organic what people are responding well to so it can be different for everyone for me i don't personally but i do see the benefits as doing that as well i love that so it's really when you're inspired Mm -hmm. all good things come from that place yes exactly and like even this past week i've been so busy running around New York City. I haven't had as much of a time to really post on Instagram. I know I will once like I leave tomorrow and I kind of look through my content and I'm starting mm-hmm. to post things. But it's so funny. My mom literally called me earlier today. And she's like, hey, just one thing. You, you should post something from New York. You haven't posted much, like literally out of the blue. She's like, that's my one tip for the day. I'm like, thank you for so looking out. Funny. Like very cute of you, but you're right. It's just when I'm around people, I don't know if you feel this way too, but when I'm around people and like other energies and doing a lot, it's really more difficult for me to like sit down and create definitely because I'm kind of like absorbing everything in. And then once I have a little bit more space to myself, then I can kind of like go back into creation mode. Totally. Your mom just definitely misses seeing you and wanted to see what's <laughs> going on in New York. <laughs> She's like, where is she? I need to see her. Yeah, it's, it's so, so funny. It's really cute. So, cute. so you talk about being in alignment with your higher self. Yes. What does that mean to you? And how do you access that? Which mm. routine or your practice? such a good question i think that there's so many different angles and facets around what it really means to be in alignment with your higher self and i do think that everyone can have a different feeling and definition of it i think for me personally it's really tapping into my true essence and asking myself if i'm doing what's true to me Mm -hmm. if i'm living a life am i you know, are my actions, are my thoughts, are my beliefs, are my words, are the people around me? Am I living in what's true and right to me? I chills. Yeah. And so if living in alignment at the end of the day, I created a whole mini series on this on my podcast because I, I love, love, love this topic. It's about tuning out the outside noise. Mm. And I think that's really hard for us these days because we're bombarded online we're bombarded by society culture friends family that to go and live in alignment with the self 
is almost against the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the more that you kind of ground back into yourself, you center yourself, you tune out the noise and you figure out what feels good to you, what gives you energy, what fills up your cup, what you could talk about for hours, what you could research about for hours, what you could just go on and on about, what makes you excited about life, that's the alignment of self. Yep. When things are just flowing, people are coming out of nowhere, abundance is flowing, ideas are coming, you're so tapped in, it's like a constant stream of energy, that's when you know you're living in alignment. When you're coming after roadblock, after roadblock, after roadblock, if this relationship with this person is just so difficult, if this opportunity is just not happening, if things aren't flowing, maybe it's just not in alignment. Mm -hmm. And so the more you tap back into your scent, into yourself and center yourself and really, you know, pick up on these, in, these clues, these intuitive clues, you can start to see one by one slowly but surely what really does that mean to live in alignment with yourself, your relationships, your body, your work, all the things. It's such an important topic. Oh my gosh. Meeting you in real life and hearing you speak <laughs> is like next level. Thank you. Because I feel that from you. And it's kind of like, oh yeah, she's embodied. Like she she just gets it. Thank you. Like, And I feel that. Yeah. And I'm so happy to hear that you're in that space mm -hmm. because I think a lot of us um, – you know, everyone wants wants to be in that space. Mm -hmm. And there are days, and you could agree or disagree, but I feel like there are days when we're really in it. Like I had such a 5D day on Monday. Like yeah. I just sat at the beach and was like, oh my God. Like I could cry of gratitude. Aww. And then there's other days where you're like, all right, things are good, but like <laughs> where's that like, oh. And hearing you share about it lights me up because – that's all I want to see for everybody that I know and that I love. And that's what I really love to share as well. Just being able to know who that is, that higher self. Yes. And know how to get to her. And oh, you embody yes, it. Yes, thank you. Oh, I love it. So what are your practices yes. to do that? Do you have a practice? Yeah. I do think that one of the most important things that I've done to really keep that strong relationship with the self and my higher self is having – I don't want to say like a cliche morning routine. I mean just like five minutes, mm -hmm. 10 minutes in the morning every single day to just seeing what comes in yeah. before taking things in. Mm -hmm. So one of the best shifts I made in my life was turning my phone on airplane mode the night before and not turning it off airplane mode until I've given myself even that five minute window to just like center myself and see what comes through. So whether that's a quick meditation, quick journaling practice, or even just sitting and drinking a matcha and just like thinking for a second mm -hmm. before you're inundated with text messages, social media things, work things, emails, like you're not giving yourself any time and space and opportunity to connect if you are being bombarded by things 24 seven. And so of course, as much as I'd love to say, let's just like run off into, you know, the beach in Costa Rica all day and turn everything off and be in alignment with the self. Like that's not realistic. So can you make five, 10 minutes in the morning before you start your day when your brain's still in data waves to just be and allow whatever's meant to come through to you to come through? And so that's been a big game changer for me. And I think also just having a sense of awareness mm -hmm. of, you know, in everything in my life, is this person you know, draining my energy or 
do they feel in alignment with where I want to go in life? You know, maybe I should invest more into that relationship, that friendship. Is this job opportunity flowing? Are the ideas just coming at me to the point where like I have to sit down and start writing it all out? And, you know, it's like crazy evil genius mode of like I just have all these ideas and it's flowing. Or is this business thing like actually running into a lot of roadblocks? And so you need to have that sense of awareness of like, where what lights me up as well too of like what's making me feel excited what's draining my energy and this is a practice that i think happens over time it's like a muscle that you build but for me personally i've started to really take awareness of that of like okay this is feeling good to me this i feel gives me energy this person is in alignment with where i want to go okay yeah these are all like little check marks and i can keep going it's like a little bit like a like a video game yeah. of life kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> is the is the way that I could kind of see it. Yeah. And I think that those few minutes in the morning is what provides us the awareness. Mm-hmm. Until we become aware of our breath or just aware of our thoughts and taking a moment to be aware of the present moment, we open ourselves up to be like, okay, I'm ready to be aware now. Yes. And then we take that with us into our relationships. And it's like, oh, I have more awareness here. Look what's going on. Look at what's being communicated energetically, not even through words. Yeah. It's like, huh, this is interesting. And through, just like you said, that muscle, I really believe the more we practice it, the more we strengthen it. And Mm -hmm. the awareness just gets downloaded within us. Yes, exactly. And it doesn't have to be this like super overwhelming thing. It can be just like start taking notes, like start taking inventory, start thinking about these things. Like Mm -hmm. just start putting it in your brain to like, Ask yourself, does this feel good or does this not at the end of the day? That's what it comes down to. Be aware. We are all going through life without any awareness, without any intention. We're just going through the day-to-day. We're going through the motion. We're doing what we think we have to. We're doing what our parents are telling us to do. It's like that is just on freaking autopilot mode. So can you take one millimeter step back and just ask, does this feel good or not? That's it. Simple. When did you start asking yourself that? Was there a moment yes. where you were like, oh, here's, here's Mrs. Awareness. She entered <laughs> the building. <laughs> yeah, I do think that I went through kind of like an awakening in 2020 as well. So I want to hear every yeah, of this. Yeah, I guess you can kind of say, quote unquote, like spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. awakening the self-awareness, yeah. whatever it is you want to call it. Um, I was forced into it almost. It was 2020 around, you know, March, April time when COVID hit, March, April, May. And my boyfriend from college finally like ended, ended things. We were on and off a bit, but he like cut the final straw then. I had to move back home to Chicago. Everything was shut down. I was alone. I was forced into having some sense of time to myself Mm -hmm. to really be like, holy shit. Who am I? What have I been doing? Does this feel right? And I was forced to asking myself those questions. And and it's funny looking back on it now because it's not like I even knew that this was happening at the time, but I was given such a container of space to be alone at the time when the world was shutting like down. really alone. Yeah, really alone. Like not alone. just a breakup, also quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> like alone. Yeah, like alone, alone to where it almost forced me to start looking at things differently Mm -hmm. because before that I was in college. I was surrounded by my girlfriends all the time. We were going out all the time. I was studying all the time. Like I never had a second of 
alone time, I guess, and that awareness, never you never really needed to because I was always distracted. And so I think in 2020 was the first time that I like woke up a little bit and was like, whoa, what, what am I doing? Like, am I proud of the actions I just was displaying to my ex-boyfriend at the time? Am I happy with the person I'm showing up as? What, who do I want to be? And so from that, I think slowly one thing led to another where I read a book like The Power of Now, which I'm sure you know by Eckhart Tolle. And another book recommendation came in and then I started my Instagram and my TikTok. And then I started seeing all these other types of videos and I started connecting with different types of people. And it was like this ripple effect of one thing led to another where I started to just have this awakening and this involvement of the self. But it really started from this like very deep sense of alone time where I was forced to face my shit. Yeah. And all the outside noise and the distractions and the things we can distract ourselves with were really taken from us. Yes. Wow. I know. So it was, it's kind of crazy to think about like if COVID didn't happen, mm-hmm. I don't know where I'd be today, honestly. I think collectively as well, it really, I feel a lot of people had an awakening during that year. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people even woke up to spiritual practices and meditation because we had time. Yes. We had time to sit and breathe for 20 minutes in the morning if we wanted to. Yes. We had time to try different workouts that we wouldn't have tried or even cook, you know? Mm-hmm. Um we kind of had to like at some points restaurants were closed you know we were like yeah. I remember for a while I was cooking everything in my house and that impacts your frequency and your Oof. awareness and yes it's your energy going into your food rather than well God knows what's going into your food so so right it just forced a lot of us I think collectively to get on a completely different trajectory and it is wild to think like if that didn't happen, how long would it have taken so many of us to get to where we are today? And that's oh, yeah. one beautiful thing it brought, even though it was like the worst time ever in so many ways. I completely agree. Where would we be as a collective too? Yeah, because I, I always knew deep down in the back of my mind that I was going to be like an entrepreneur. I was going to work for myself. My parents are entrepreneurs, immigrant parents. And I just never thought it would happen this fast. You know, it's like <laughs> yes. I thought I was going to move to New York, do my corporate gig. I don't know, maybe meet some other people. And then like maybe when I was like 30 in my 30s, I would start something on my own. I did not think it was going to happen at age like 23. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it is. So it really shifted the timelines, I think. Collapsed timelines and got us on this like express train. Yes. To closer to our dharma and where we're supposed to be. Oh, I love that. And it's a beautiful thing. Like it it did save us a lot of time because we're forced. We're all forced into some situation. So something that you've been talking about on your Instagram that I love the conversation of is feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Because as a spiritually aligned and spiritual business owner, there's a really big importance of that. And being a woman and finding that within me was such an important part of my journey. I... I remember, I I feel like over this past year, so I was an elementary school teacher for a while. I quit two or three years ago. I'm losing track of time. (laughs) And that's when I came into this full time. Ooh, I love that. And in, after a year and a half, I would say, of working for myself, I started to realize like how masculine and how masculine my energy was and how I 
just lived from a very masculine place on mm-hmm. so many levels in relationships at work. I'm like, whew, time to revamp this. Yes. And it's something you're talking about. And I love that you're talking about it. And I would love to sh- hear any perspective you want to share, or any realizations you've had as you just observe and honor the feminine within you. Yes, beautiful. I love to hear that. I think I went through another awakening, I would say maybe a year ago, around they never end, they never right? end. yeah you're right it, <laughs> i mean it's always ends. a journey right <laughs> it's like here's another one yeah it's always a journey but an awakening specifically around feminine energy and so this was a topic that i was kind of introduced to about a year ago now by one of like my spiritual coaches and she was the one who brought into my awareness of like you are so in your masculine you live only in your head center it's time to start dropping down to your heart center And when I first was introduced to all this, I was kind of like, I don't know, like I I didn't really get it. And now it makes so much sense. So for me personally, I've lived in my masculine my whole life, right? I was a daughter of immigrant parents. All I knew was hard work. All I knew was you have to get the best grades, you go to a good college, you get a good job. And it's not even like they were that strict on me about that, but I think subconsciously growing up with parents who sacrifice everything to try and give you a better life, you are like, you put on that pressure on yourself. And so even from a young age, you know, I watched my mom start a business. I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. I just have to be the best, I have to succeed. I have to work really, really hard. And that was my whole life. In high school, I was so stressed. I was like, I have to get the best grades. I have to do the best things, you know? And, And then even that bled into the start of my business. So the first, you know, year or two of my business, it was all about how can I do the most? How can I work the most and just do, 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 do constantly? And so it wasn't until I'd say about a year ago that I realized at the point where I was like, this is having an impact on myself, an impact on my body. I, you know, started suffering with a really bad hormonal imbalance last year. Um, I've gone through waves of different health issues, gut issues, all this different stuff. But I realized that the stress on my body was having a really, really big impact on me and so I kind of went through this awakening where I was like wow who I am at my core my core energy my core essence where I feel the most like myself Mm -hmm. is when I'm in my feminine and this isn't even about you know man versus woman it's not a gendered thing it's an energetic thing and so being in my feminine to me means being in flow tapping into my intuition tapping into my creativity you know resting more playing more feeling more at ease, you know, it really think about like that, like the ease, like the nature, like really feeling the most just like happy and joyful versus the masculine is all about, you know, the boundary, the doing, the boundaries, the getting shit done, the hard work, the initiating, the, the doing energy versus feminine is very receiving energy. And so what I realized is that I feel my best and I feel most like myself when I'm more in my feminine, when I'm more in that heart-centered space, the feeling space. And for so long, I kind of shut that part of myself off because I thought that I had to only be in my masculine because not only that, that's what society praises nowadays. That's what women are being praised for in modern day society, which is about the hard work, the getting shit done, the success, the career, the accomplishments. It's all very productivity focused. Mm -hmm. And so... I realized that, you know, which is all great, by the way, 
it's definitely needed in business. It's definitely needed in our lives. But the problem comes when we're not balanced. And so I realized that for me personally, I need to tap back more into my feminine, into that heart-centered, that energetic space to be able to do what I do, to be able to create what it is I want to create in a balanced sense. And it doesn't need to be always just grind and do the most and, you know, work until 10 p.m., wake up 6 a.m. and have this really strict routine and this strict thing and rigid. I was like, you know what? If I'm on my period today, that's going to look very different than when I'm ovulating, for example. And so tapping into my cycle and just learning so much more about our bodies as women. And it's remarkable. I mean, there's so much I could say about this topic and I feel so incredibly passionate about it because I want to help women wake up to, you know, feeling good again. Because I think a lot of it stems from being overly in our masculine. So long-winded answer, but that's how I feel. every, (laughs) every word of it. Yeah, have you noticed changes in your your body, how you feel in your body, as well as in work once you started to bring in more of that feminine flow? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I used to be somebody, for example, let's take the gym, who thought that I had to do HIIT workouts, you know, five times a week. I thought I had to work out a ton. I thought I had to be very strict. I thought I had to do certain types of things. And then I realized one day that actually doing less was more for my body. I was less inflamed. I lost weight more easily when I wasn't overworking myself, when I wasn't overshooting up my cortisol levels. And it wasn't even about the weight loss, right? It was just about feeling good. I had more energy. Um, Cycle syncing, learning that, hey, if I'm in my period or if I'm in my luteal phase, maybe I should take it easier than than when I'm in my ovulation or when I have more energy just naturally, when my estrogen levels are higher. So I've definitely noticed a difference in my body. And then when it comes to business as well, for sure, because being in the masculine energy for too long, especially as women, it leads to burnout. And this is a topic that needs to be discussed more because women's bodies are we're not the same as men. We're just not. And that's that should be celebrated. But at the end of the day, if we keep pushing ourselves to the, you know, the same standards, we are more subject to burnout. And that is the worst feeling of it all. Yeah. It's so true. I see it with my husband. I know this is different for everyone, no matter what gender you are, but he requires like four, I mean, not four hours of sleep, but he could sleep yes. for six hours and be perfect. No under eye <laughs> bags, no under eye bags, no dark circles. <laughs> He's fine. He's killing it. He's doing Iron Man's. <laughs> and I need like, eight hours yes I need eight hours of sleep at at least least. and I just feel it and know it and it's just like instead of us trying to conform to anything other than what we need it's just honoring where we're at what it is we need and not judging it yes and truly honoring it (laughs) it's just accepting and honoring and I was also thinking about how you're saying you're having you had more energy once you start to honor your body in this way. Um, Something recently that I started doing, I'm a very intense person. I teach Mm -hmm. a very intense meditation Mm -hmm. practice. I need that intensity. um, And I definitely needed it when I found it because I struggled a lot with anxiety and I need something to literally like feel like a weeded blanket on me. Like chill out girl. So I always did intense workouts. Nothing could ever be too hard for me. And the past few years I've been doing like 45 minute, really intense full body sculpting. And 
I recently just started doing like 25 minutes. Mm. The energy I've had is actually insane where sometimes I'm like, ooh, like later in the day, I'm like, my body wants to move still. Like I might want another exercise, like a quick little 20-minute exercise set or a walk. And it's so true. And I think – We tend to keep ourselves stuck in what our mind thinks we need to be doing, Mm -hmm. what we've always done. Like I could easily get in the mindset of be like, Erica, you used to do this for 45 minutes in a much more intense way. Now you're only doing 20 minutes. Like are you like not as in shape? Like are you not as strong? And it's like, no, actually I feel the strongest I've ever felt and I feel the most energized I've ever felt. And our mind could just keep us stuck. So I love how you touched on that because I think it's so true and I think we need that reminder constantly that like a different way can work for us. It's allowed to feel good. It's allowed to feel easier Mm. and it doesn't take away from what we're doing. Oh my God, I love that you mentioned that because it is so true. We're all so caught up with the shoulds like, oh, I should be doing this workout because this girl online was doing that and she said that worked for her. Or I should be doing it this way because that's what I used to do in the past. And it's like, cut out the shoulds. How do you actually feel? I literally just posted to my story yesterday. I was walking. That's when I received a lot of my guidance. And I got the message. What did I say to myself? It was something so silly. It was like, oh, this is what it was. You should have come out for your walk earlier Mm. because you would have had so much more time to enjoy. It was gorgeous out. And I stopped myself instantly and I was like, I am trusting where I am right here, right now. I know that the morning looked the exact way it should have, it was supposed to look. And I'm not going to put pressure on myself and think I should have been out here earlier to enjoy more and to connect more to nature. I'm enjoying it now. And I, I, said, I shared on Instagram, like anytime we are saying should, we're giving off the frequency of not trusting where we are, not trusting the divine plan, not trusting that things are exactly the way they need to be. And then we're in a frequency of lack. Wow. Because we're not in that state of trust. And I immediately turned around and I'm like, my morning was perfect. I'm out here now. I'm enjoying right. it. I didn't need any more time out here. Right. I got what I needed. And I love that you brought that up because that was something that came Whoa. through very clear yesterday. Wow. I love that. Me. The yeah. timing of it. And yeah. it reminds me of something I heard once in a yoga class was I was in a class and a yoga teacher said, raise your hand if you think that you should be doing more yoga. And, you know, like everyone probably raised their hand. And he looks around and goes, you can't be doing any more yoga than you are in this current moment. I love that. And so you think about it from that perspective and you're like, you're right. There's no shoulds in the present moment because you're already doing the things that you can be doing. Literally. Yeah. And what was that doing to me while I was walking, enjoying the most gorgeous morning? It was taking me out of the present moment. Right. It was, should I say, like, shitting all over yourself? Like, you're shitting on yourself by shitting. Yeah. I'm taking myself out of this present moment instead of just being here. So when we're shitting, we're out of the present moment. We're in a lack frequency. And it's just coming back in in any moment you could choose to come back into it. Yes. And into that flow and into that abundance. So thank you for that. that. So tell us what we can look forward to. Are you having more events? Um, I would just love to hear and I would love to come to one. I would love to be part of one. Please. That'd be amazing. Um, As of right now, we have our Costa Rica retreat next May in Nosara. So exciting. Are you so excited? Yes. Do you have other people supporting as well or is it just your retreat? Uh, it's the Within You retreat. So nice. my brand, Within You, we're hosting the retreat. I have uh, somebody helping me with like all 
logistics. Actually, my best friend, she's like doing the back end stuff, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. But you're holding space for everyone. Yeah. Retreat. Yeah. Amazing. In Costa Rica. Wow. That is incredible. Thank you. I'm so excited. Uh, future events, we're still figuring out what's going to be next, whether that's another bigger one in LA. Um, if we go to Chicago, if we go on tour, New York, who knows? A lot of exciting stuff definitely so in the works. So we'll see where where we end up next. But we definitely need to do more events because it is such a special, special place holding space for all these like, like-minded women to come together who are just interested in bettering themselves from the inside out. And it creates a lot of magic in the room for sure. It really does. The online space is so special because we can all connect wherever we are, whenever. And then coming in person, it's like, oh, wow. It yes. takes it to the next level. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And I've never really felt that much fulfillment and purpose mm-hmm. than in these in-person events. And that's what made me realize, oh, yeah, I need to do more of these. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I know you have an Erewhon smoothie, too. Yes. Um, last year we had one in August. It was so amazing. It was the Summer Mermaid smoothie. It was so good. I I wish you could still get it now, but they okay, won't so make it anymore. Only, or it's just a limited time only. It was a limited time thing. It was really gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, so nice. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so happy that we got to connect. I hope we stay connected and connect in other ways as well. But are there any like last thoughts that you would like to leave the community before ending? Honestly, I know we talked a lot about being in alignment with the self. And so if there's one thing to leave you with, stay true to to you, to yourself, stay true to what feels good to you, to what you're feeling called to go towards, even if it scares you, even if it's the non-traditional thing or if it's not in your comfort zone, always come back to what feels good to you and stay true to yourself. And if you do that, you can never be led in the wrong direction. So true. Sat Nam on that. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy we got to connect in person. Me too. Hang and share crystals. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Holding on to these babies. Where can everyone find you? Listen to your podcast. Drop it yes. all here so they can follow up. Thank you. Yeah, I have my own podcast called The Within You Podcast by Rebecca Lee on all platforms. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube as Rebecca Lee, L-E-I-G-H. And um, my brand Within You also on Instagram. So that's that's that. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Uh, Rebecca and I had met through Zoom. We did a session together and meeting her in real life just took the conversation and the connection to a whole different level. And we even talk about that and how we've both experienced that in our work. Just being in person and connecting with like-minded individuals, it's just so special. There were so many takeaways that I took away from this conversation, but I think the biggest of them all is that common ground of just making time for yourself in the morning, quieting everything so that you can hear your truth and then following that. But I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you want to connect with Rebecca, she's tagged below in the show notes and she'll also be featured on my Instagram when I post this highlight from our conversation. So incredible connecting with her. And I want to thank each of you for being here, for the constant feedback and just for showing up week after week. Thank you for your support. And as always, I love receiving requests. So send them my way as you get them. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. May the long time sun shine upon you. Sat Nam. Mm-hmm.